0: The mismatching of patient health data gathered from various healthcare sources can create safety and privacy issues for patients. I'm Marianne Kobusak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Lisa Gallagher, Vice President of Technology Solutions at the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society, or HIMSS. Lisa will be discussing with us how Hims is working with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and others on a patient data matching effort and will update us on how that initiative is going. So Lisa, tell us briefly how Hims is involved with this patient matching effort, what other groups are involved, and what is the goal?
1: HIMS has been working on the challenge of patient data matching and patient identity integrity since around 2008. Uh, in fact, the HIMS Patient Identity Integrity Workgroup uh, published several white papers a while back, initially attempting to document the challenge and the problem that organizations were seeing. So, we published a 2009 white paper documenting the problem or the challenges in the error rates around patient matching and also describing nine factors that can be called key influencers that affect error rates and ways that organizations could work on them. And then a later paper in 2012 postulated some measures and metrics so that organizations can gauge the effect of those improvement activities that they're undertaking and also communicate them to their management. Both of these white papers were created with our member volunteers in a work group, and those folks were from our community that are working directly on this challenge in their organization. So, And has also founded a coalition a number of years back to discuss and advocate for and organize that effort for a national patient-matching solution. So we've been involved in this for quite a while, and we're doing work at multiple levels to try to advance this area.
0: So now I understand that Hims recently hosted a patient-matching testing event. What was tested, and what was the aim of that event?
1: As part of our ongoing focus on efforts to improve the current algorithmic patient matching process, HIMSS's innovator-in-residence, Adam Colbertson joined forces with other HHS entrepreneurs-in-residence, namely Paula Braun and David Portnoy, as well as other industry colleagues, to conduct the first HIMSS patient matching testing event at the HIMSS Innovation Center in Cleveland, Ohio. And we had... Involvement from over 30 participants from various organizations, from algorithm vendors to electronic health record vendors, consultants, and researchers, also standards organizations. The event leveraged the HIMS partnership with the HHS Office of the Chief Technology Officer and the IDEA Lab, as well as the Office of the National Coordinator in this two-year innovator-in-residence. Fellowship that we have with Adam Culbertson, and and that fellowship is focused solely on this challenge. So the patient matching testing event brought together the HHS innovators with industry collaborators in a laboratory environment. And the event offered opportunities to participate in testing and application development activities. We had two use cases around patient matching, and they were explored to demonstrate how different use cases of matching can have vastly different requirements. The event also offered the participants an opportunity for dis- discussion and what we call ideation or brainstorming ideas and identifying touch points of future collaboration. We're aggregating our results and determining next steps. But to get into a little bit more detail at the event, uh, the HL7 FIRE project lead, uh, Graham Greaves, shared the benefits of this emerging standard called FIRE and how interfacing matching software with the new FHIR reference implementation can actually simplify the process of patient matching. And by the way, FHIR stands for Fast Healthcare Interoperability Resources Specification, which is an emerging standard for exchanging health information electronically in in a web-based environment. We also had Michigan Health Information Network architect Jeff Eastman discuss synthetic patient data generation and the structure of the data sets that could be used for testing. Jeff also aided us in loading some synthetic data onto the fire server that we stood up at the Cleveland Innovation Center just for the purpose of, of this event. So the event was the beginning of some broader industry discussion and collaboration on finding solutions to the various particular problems in patient matching and um, the challenge of potentially benchmarking patient-matching algorithms to help facilitate improvement.
0: So when it comes to potential problems in patient-matching, what sorts of problems are there sort of in the real world, and how will what's being worked on for testing, you know, how might that solve those problems?
1: The problem or the challenge of patient-matching benchmarking is very difficult folks are interested in setting up some form of evaluation or measurement of algorithmic matching results. But really that would involve access to large real-world data sets that they could access. And and that's kind of challenging given uh, business agreements and privacy issues. Um, So we can make synthetic data available, but so bringing the data sets to the algorithmic testing, you know, creating synthetic data sets with varying quality challenges and, and testing algorithms and measuring results. But in the end, we also have to access real data sets and we, we're trying to figure out how to do that. But that's really the question of bringing the algorithm to the data. Perhaps we can do that working collaboratively with some provider organizations. And additionally, in terms of metrics, In the data matching world, the use of metrics such as precision and recall are common, and and they work well, but they may be too complex for the layperson to understand. So the participants were discussing potential other different metrics that would meet some minimum requirements for us and meet some objectives and then may get ultimately better adoption in the industry. So taking the the particular challenges of a very complex problem and trying to find ways to work together to move it forward.
0: So, Lisa, in, in the real world, in a healthcare setting, why is accurate patient matching important for patient data security and privacy?
1: There are many reasons why accurate patient identification, and data matching is important, including privacy and security. So linking data properly and allowing controlled to access to that data only to the appropriate individuals is really at the heart of, of protecting patient privacy. But there are also concerns around patient safety when data is ina- inaccurately linked. And there are tremendous costs associated with organizations having to do correction of errors that are made in the patient matching process. So we have privacy and security. We also have patient safety and cost. So this is a tremendous burden to the industry and as well a real potential barrier to interoperability.
0: So what have you learned so far from the testing?
1: In terms of the actual event, we learned that we can start to do some Baseline benchmarking of algorithmic matching with the data sets that we've stood up, we also have stood up a fire server in the Cleveland Innovation Center with those data sets also loaded. So in, on an ongoing basis, vendors can use that resource of the server and the data sets to continue testing and fine-tuning their algorithms. And then moving forward can work on implementing of fire profiles for matching. We've also identified some future work that we can be doing, and the need for further collaboration on benchmarking as well as metrics was definitely solidified. So when it comes to
0: patient matching, again, for layman terms, is it a matter of making sure that whatever data is being accessed or added to a patient record is going into
1: the right person's record? That's right. So errors can manifest in a number of ways. We can have inaccurate matching in terms of false positives, false negatives. So in a false positive, you say, okay, this Mary Smith matches this Mary Smith, when in reality they are not the same person. Clearly there are patient safety implications there. A false negative could be you actually do have the same patient, and yet the algorithm says, no, that's not the same patient, and the and the records are ultimately not merged. Um, the implication in terms of the level of effort and cost to correct those things are that when errors are encountered, um, there's usually a manual effort that has to take place to correct those errors and properly match the records. So there's the cost element and the manual process of correcting the matches and errors and making moving forward with correct matching manually.
0: So now there have been calls by some industry organizations, including CHIME, For Congress to revisit the ban on funding for the creation of a national unique patient identifier. Does HIMSS think the ban should be lifted and why or why not?
1: As I mentioned earlier, HIMSS has long worked on this issue and has long had the view that the industry and the nation really need a national patient matching solution. This is something that we really feel needs to be an industry-government-collaborative solution. And we've seen that this is a priority uh, for many in the industry. The ban effectively prevents the, the government from working on this. And in particular, it prevents them from studying or promulgating a standard around a unique patient identifier. We feel that the ban should be lifted so that the government can, together with industry and vendor solutions partners, can have the ability to work together to to study the problem. And that study would involve understanding um, the implementation of a unique patient identifier, what effect would that have, how long would it take, and also what other new and innovative technology solutions could be brought to bear to address the problem as far as the long-term roadmap for a solution.
0: So based on what's been learned so far by the PIMS patient matching testing and effort, do you think that a national unique patient ID would be needed for accurate and secure patient data matching nationwide?
1: Well, I would say that what we need is the ability to assess the effectiveness of potential solutions, and that would include a possible national unique patient identifier. So that certainly needs to be studied, and hence the prohibition should be lifted. And at the same time, near-term work and study and testing of all reasonable actions, approaches, standards, and new technology should be applied and should be studied as well. So it's a number of things that need to happen, including the listing of the ban on a unique patient identifier so that we can collectively study the implication and the effect that that would have.
0: And so in terms of HHS's involvement, the patient matching effort, that does not go against the current ban for them not working on the National Unique Patient Identifier. This would be right. you know, two different things.
1: Right. And that's sometimes confusing for folks, but... The prohibition is really on the study and or promulgation of a standard for a unique patient identifier. The work that we are all doing to study how to improve, measure and improve the current algorithmic matching methods is not covered by that prohibition, and so work proceeds on that.
0: So briefly, what's next for the patient matching effort?
1: For In terms of continuation of the work that we're doing on patient matching, we do have thoughts of a, of a future meeting to continue to discuss and socialize the ideas that we talked about at the, at the testing event. We're also working on the idea of creating a common API for algorithm vendors. Our attendees felt that this could help. Innovation and improve the flow of data. We also have the Fire server up and running in the Cleveland Innovation Center, so FIRE profiles could be created and um, used to improve upon the certainty of a match. Um, exact specifications would need to be fleshed out perhaps in a future meeting, but the overall sense was that. These discussions and the ability for folks to be in the room and, and brainstorm and think of ideas to move this forward, we're going to do that again. It's very possible that our next event will be at the HIMSS 16 conference in February in Las Vegas. And it might be something like a workshop combined with an event that would allow folks to integrate their algorithm software with a standard API if we have, you know, something developed by then and that would allow us to leverage fire, and the activities around finding ways to make data transport easier and integrate the algorithm-matching software with standard API is something that we're going to pursue next. So it's a combination of continuing the discussion and collaboration points, but also trying to leverage new technology and new opportunities to improve the current state of algorithmic matching.
0: Thanks, Lisa. I've been speaking to Lisa Gallagher of HIMSS. I'm Marianne kolbuszek mcgee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.